We are recording with one and any. One and any. The hell does that mean? The one and only Colonel Mike Bennett. We've talked about book seven or six, seven in the Warlock series, Brian of War. We've done. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Book two, Wind Towers Fall. And now book three, Baltic Chain. Um, but before we get into all of this, Colonel Bennett, please introduce yourself, man. Hello. Um, I'm Mike Bennett. Uh, don't have to call me Colonel, please. Just okay. Mike. All right. Um, but, you know, as far as who I am, yeah, I did spend time in the Army, obviously, um, and uh, accumulated some experiences along the way. Uh, but now I am fully retired, um, and uh, I write books, which Tommy's alluded to, but he's he's actually read three of them, and I'm and I'm I'm uh, uh, excited, I guess, to hear and uh, hoping to hear. What, I mean, you you've read three, so you're about halfway there. You know what your what your thoughts are as far as you know, like a thematic type series. You know that there there is a point that you know one leads to the next to the next, that sort of thing. I would say that uh, it's the Warlock series. Or uh, false flags for dummies. I think that would be. I think that would be my subheader. If I could, if I could come up with a with an answer. Real, false, yeah. False flags. I mean, the the term is thrown around a lot. By yeah. People that want to sound like they know or something. You know, it sounds really cool. But uh, I, I think you're right. That there are some pretty pretty good examples um, of what it really means in. in, in uh, not every book, but in, in quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say it seems to be that that is the, that is the weapon utilized again and again. Right. And as someone that is maybe hit a punching bag a handful of times, it's going to take a lot of arrogance and ignorance to try to associate this with like martial arts, but it seems to be like the judo move. Right. Yeah. I know it that much. But why? Why? Using here, the power. Here, Sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Using the, from what I know, right? You don't try to just absorb a punch or block it out, right? You try to lean into it, you know, and pull the punch through. You use their own exertion to do the most damage to them while expending the least energy yourself and taking the least damage yourself. It's, uh, you know, you could, you could almost associate it with the use of laser guided J dams versus dumb bombs in Vietnam and World War II. You can do it more efficiently, both with cost and actual materiel and uh, do it less often. So, so it contains a stealth characteristic. It seems and, and, to... and, in, and in this case, I mean, the, the general, I mean, that is the nature of covert. I mean, these are covert actions and fully intended to be unattributable. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of the, the power of it is, as you're saying, let them do things against themselves, make it look like they're, you know, all in, in in all cases um to put a wedge in in between all these adversaries um from our point of view uh because if we don't as as we have you know policy wise we have done nothing 
because if we don't, they just merge into a stronger and stronger alliance. And that's what the series is about, is breaking up an alliance that, you know, just believe me, they, they're not up to any good, you know? I don't so I, I was I was curious, since you, you've read kind of, you read a, a couple, um, a question I would have to you at this point is, uh, who's your favorite character so far? Uh, I'd say the warlock from book seven. I think that guy is the most evil bastard. <laughs> yeah, but I like him. Yeah. I like him. That's a guy that's for better. It's like what they say about like surgeons. They're like surgeons are assholes and they're psychopaths. And that's exactly what you want. You want someone that they don't flinch when, you know, a five-year-old girl comes in with a shotgun wound to her chest. Right. You want a guy that looks at it and goes, all right, you know, they're just, they're just, maybe that guy maybe might not be the best father or the best, uh, you know, baseball coach, but when, when shit hits the fan and, uh, you know, your pregnant wife's femur sticking out of her leg because she got T-boned, you want the guy that just sees the puzzle that needs to be put back together and doesn't get overwhelmed with, oh my God, oh my God, this is somebody's, what you want the guy that just, zero, it's just eight years of residency and four years of medical school and three years of fellowship. You just want him looking at just, Doing, 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 putting it back together, and again, it doesn't always mean that that's the that's the guy that you, you know, you maybe don't want that guy as your father, or uh, teaching your kids the ABCs, but I also don't want my kindergarten teacher to be in charge of Delta Force. It goes both ways. So I love the warlock in that book seven warlock in that. He serves the purpose to a T and there are drawbacks with that and that that guy sits uh, with that. That guy so carries that. You're, you're getting the little more dilemma type stuff, which, which is pretty cool. And I, which just means I, I wouldn't be good at this. Oh, no, 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 no. short. So, so, so basically you like him so far. Is what yes. I yes. Um, it, I think it really is kind of meant to be read. It really is meant to be read as a series. You, you can't just stop at the first one. You don't get it. I mean, you got to read them all that, you know, this leads to this. This is, you know, it, it, it really is kind of a step-by-step -step, um, instruction manual. Uh, and, you know, it is kind of an, an initiation into this world, but uh, um I guess the other thing I would, you know, this is my worldview, I guess. I, I think we have dilly-dallied uh, continually. We half-step uh, things. We don't really do it 100%. And that's kind of where thought why we are at where we're at. Yeah. Um, so this is meant to be very uh, pre preemptive. Um, it's very aggressive. You know, the, the whole... Uh, uh, what's the word I want? I mean, there, there's a whole lot of things that that you've seen already, and you're going to see a couple more uh, when you look at cumulatively. Uh, you know, wow, that's quite a portfolio of of <laughs> you know, get the fuck out of my way, or I'm going to crush you kind of um, policy. So, so um, I just kind of curious. I mean, you, you so now you've you've tagged. 
book two and three together. Two, three, and Brian four. Um, yeah, and and then you get to the you know get to the, the very end. Uh, I'll be interested to see when you when you read uh, over here, four and five. You know, if you looked at two, three, four, and five and said, "Man, we're still all screwed up," you know, we really need this six book. <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. So uh, I'm glad you you're you're going through them. I think really that am. I think there's a uh, I think there's a, a neat sort of microcosm or meta theme. I don't know if it'd be micro or macrocosm. Who cares? It's what you just said though. You can't you can't read one of them and expect to get the picture. But if you only read one of them, you are getting a view. You are looking at it. You're putting on the glasses of ninety nine percent, ninety nine point nine percent of the average Joe, who. Mm-hmm. Just like the guy that gets to walk into the hospital, you know, when I was shadowing doctors as pre-med and you shadow a, you know, shadow literally means just follow them around like an annoying shadow. And when the surgeon's an asshole, well, that's like reading one book. You know, that guy's a fucking douchebag. But reading all books is like you shadow him every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. for two straight semesters. 52 weeks later, you go, that guy's an asshole. and Thank God he's an asshole. You don't get that otherwise. So much like that, if you just look at the warlock and you just see him in one book, you go, the hippies were right. This is a fascist dictatorship because you see a guy, you know, fucking, you know, pitting nations against each other. You go, of course they hate us. You look at all the books then you see what the results of inaction are and you go, this guy's an asshole. Thank God. So there is some fascination there. It's funny. um, You know, so I I wrote most of those some time ago, right? Uh, And and then I published them. And and when they first came out, you know, one, just say example number one, if if I made the assertion uh, that that Erdogan in Turkey is an enemy of the United States, and I would immediately have people, oh, they're a NATO ally. You know, they're our buddies. And then just recently, you know, on the on my Twitter account, I, I, these things come across, and then I, you know, I throw them back out. Uh, and they've been been compiling quite a bit of evidence beyond what is in the books. So I, I, I think I substantiate, you know, it's fiction, but I substantiate the assertion Turkey's enemy in book second book pretty well. Yeah. Just you know, a couple couple chapters right i mean I, I i source everything i i say but you know I, I wrote this a little while ago and and since then you know more and more and more stuff pops up you know clearly erdogan is allied with russia mm-hmm. right you know, when you look at through the lens of ukraine today's ukraine but that, that's actually a good launch point so you read the baltic chain uh, which basically, again, is asserting that, um, you know, back in 2015, you know, 14, 2013, 14, 15, whatever, either through Syria or through the Donbass of area of, of Ukraine, that clearly Putin had some, some ambitions. Mm-hmm. And if we were paying attention during that administration, we would have done other stuff so um you know that's looking uh back 
I mean, it is looking back a few years, but even I think when um, I want to say 2012, I really became aware of Turkey and Erdogan and some of his duplicitousness. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was always mystified. So when the fuck are we going to do something? You know, what are we going to do? Um, and and then, you know, you know, certainly when when uh, what's his name when Putin annexed Crimea. Yeah, you know, and I was like, okay, what the fuck are we going to do? When when uh, Assad of Syria was bombing his own people with chemical weapons, and the the president at the time stated very explicitly, red "If line. you cross this red line, you know you're going to answer." You know, blah blah blah, and we did nothing. Right. Yeah. So I mean, those kind of little things are what stuck in my craw, and got me to writing. I guess. So I look at something like like the surgeon, which I think could be like another name for the warlock. It's not as cool. Is <laughs> that's cool, did, man. You watch ever watch any of the and I know they're I know they're woke bullshit and they're just you know, they're just you know, mechanized scripts, fill in the blanks. But they're fun if you just want to turn your brain off. You ever watch any like the Captain America movies? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're fun. People are like, it's not realistic. It's yeah, dude. I don't give a shit. I'm watching a green monster <laughs> fight a, a zombie. comic book, man. I'm I'm here to rip a bong and drink a beer and watch Hulk beat the shit out of somebody with a school bus. Right. I'm not looking for yeah. I'm not looking for detailed analysis of organic chemistry. That being said, there's one of them where there's one of them where the the bad guy basically puts like a rocket under a town and and lifts up the whole town. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, right, mm-hmm, Ultron. Mm-hmm. He's lifting yep, up the town. Yep, For yep, anyone yep. that hasn't seen it, yep. he's he's lifting up the whole town up into the upper atmosphere, and then he's going to turn off the rocket. It's going to fall to back down. The, yeah, the, the what? Uh-huh. No, 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 no. The kinetic energy is going to come back down. Oh, the bad Earth. guy is the yeah. bad guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, it's going to yeah. be an extinction level event. And it's yep. brilliant because yep. even if you break it up, the individual pieces will still have a kind of okay. And Captain America's up there. And they have to save everybody, right? Because the altitudes get higher and higher and higher, and they're all going to die from uh, uh, hypoxia, or they're going to die from the impact. And they're going around saving everybody. And he's, you know, Captain America can obviously stay up there, but there's some other people that don't have superpowers, like the Black Widow, like Scarlett Johansson. She's so fucking hot, but she's up there, and she's like, "Hey, we can only get so many people off." And Captain America is like, "We're not leaving until we've got everyone off." And it's like, "Dude, what the fuck are you?" And of course, it's a movie, so they do get everyone off. But I always like that because it's despite it being a movie and everyone getting off. And if you're a kid, you might go see it all can work out. But there is sort of a, it does jar you from your suspension of disbelief in that it's like there are times when you can't get everyone off. And if you try to get everyone off, you're probably going to get nobody off. But you can get a good number of people off. Right. You can save. There's not enough lifeboats off the Titanic, but you can save. A good. I mean, how many people died in the Titanic? Like 1,200? They did save like 600. I could be wrong on that. You can get some people off, and it doesn't make you a bad person for saying, we're putting everyone on a lifeboat. Well, then they're all going to sink, and then everyone's going to die of hypothermia. Or you can save 600 of the 1,800, save 33%. That is objectively better than 0%. We're going for 100%. That's not an option. There's X number of people. There are X lifeboats. The nearest sister ship is 300 miles away 
you're in the middle of the Atlantic in April 1912. You're going to freeze to death. And of course, it's a movie, so he saves everyone. But there is a calculus that needs to be done where you go, there is no better option here. There is one or the other. Like, there is nothing else. You have to choose the one that sucks less. And that is a thing. That is absolutely a thing. I remember, you know, if this podcast doesn't work out, I'm going to have to go get a job somewhere where I, you know, make enough to pay rent and I'll do the podcast in the evening. But I want to be able to do three podcasts a day and sleep in and go to the gym. Me too. Ideally, that's what we do. But you can either quit the podcast and you'll get a safe income now, or you can keep pursuing the dream of being your own boss and also have to make sacrifices. That doesn't mean you're a bad person. That means you're being a realist, right? It's dad is always the realist. Dad's the one that allows you to have the the childhood like, well, I don't want to do this and I don't want to, and I don't like going to Catholic school. And it's all right, well, you're going to go to Catholic school where you maybe don't like the teachers or you're going to go to this shit public school. You're doing one or the other. And dad's allowed to be an asshole. So in well, deep down, it, it, you yeah, like that dad it, is because it's in that for the particular, better. In that particular case, dad is dad. And dad's dad. And deep down, and you, you appreciate you what you're told. Well, and not only that, but deep down, you appreciate that dad can make the decisions and it's sort of like laundering money it the buck stops with dad you can go what wasn't my decision you know dad was being mean deep down though you're like you kind of like doing what's best for you i I take it you're you're paralleling that with the warlock making that i was gonna say well yeah well all of this with the warlock but also you know my own dad who's the hard ass and that's his job but, but but that's the point you know? when you're a kid well i don't want to do that i don't want and then you get older and you realize like you know my dad grew up in extreme poverty and okay when he was taking raises and we were moving across the country it's not because he didn't want you to live in one place and not have friends yeah. it's because he grew up in poverty and went to bed hungry a lot of nights and now he had a chance to put his kids through private school and in hindsight you go oh and he took the arrows he took the your 10-year-old son's allowed to be mad at you because you're moving and you're losing all your friends. And he doesn't he doesn't sit you down and tell you that you don't understand the world. He just says you're allowed to be mad. There is I, like that. I, I think um, you know, the parallel to the warlock. I mean, there there there's definitely there's gonna be people like you that they get it. There's gonna be people that read it that are not gonna like the whole idea. And mm-hmm. and whether they're libertarian or you know, whatever, right? Oh my god, this guy has too much power. And and, and that's fine. That's fine. You know, great. But there are going to be some people that are read this stuff and say, boy, it, it, it is kind of sad that someone thinks this stuff that this guy is doing is necessary. But they're also smart enough to look at what's going on in our own government and our own country and say, things are not really going. And it has nothing to do with president who's in charge right now. Things are not either going that well or certainly not as going going as well as they could be. And I say that because, you know, why? Because we're the United States of fucking America. And we should be on the very top tier mm-hmm. because we're Americans. And, and, and we typically have in the past certainly worked towards that and pulled everyone else along us in our slipstream. And, and, and generally speaking, and I, and I make no, no apologies. Why? Because we are the good guys in white we're we're the right people to be at that top influential layer um so so i think some readers 
a good majority will assess that this warlock guy is not that extreme. He is necessary doing what he's doing because we are otherwise failing, mm -hmm. you know, because otherwise we're, we're hooked on pronouns yeah. and, and, and 10 year old kids twerking yeah. and, and, and sticking dollar bills in a twerker's uh, G string or something or other. Yeah. There are, there's a lot of people that this sort of, you know, warlock guy will resonate as actually as a hero, even as, you know, some of the things that he may do, I won't, I won't reveal, but what he may do may be somewhat, uh, you know, harsh, I guess. Yeah. And not only that is you don't have the benefit of looking in hindsight, right? I don't, I, it's, I can't now in 2022 look back and well, I can and go, you know, I, I'm glad dad was an asshole and, and, and did it out of love. And I can see it now. Let's say right. dad wasn't, let's say dad capitulated to a 10 year old and now I'm in a shit spot. I can't look back at him and, and now go, I wish you were tougher on me. He can't go back in time and undo it. And so that's another thing is like, you don't, this isn't a lab study. You don't have a control group and a variable group. Like you can't run them side by side and see what happens. And not only that, the bad thing that they're doing, the unpleasant thing that they're doing is going to be more unpleasant in the future. You know, it's like that quote change or there's two times to change now or when you have to, I'd rather embark on, I'd rather when I first got into med school and realized I was miserable, I was like, I can either be full of regret after 60 years of being a doctor or I can tackle that beast now. And I'm glad I did in my early 20s. But there's no way of you can eat your vegetables now or you can save them for later when you're full and you don't want to eat them. At least you're hungry now. Then what, so so, so we're not we're not delving so much into an abstraction for the, the listeners that haven't read the Baltic chain. Give them an example. Give them an example of. I mean, right. you're speaking so in terms can, of analogy. All right. But, well, I, well, I was doing that to not give away the story, but all right. I mean, yeah, a little bit. All right. All right. All right. So we can either do nothing. We can watch China grow closer and closer together, or you can do a quote unquote bad thing. You can uh, get a bunch of, uh, get a bunch of sailors of certain country uh, pissed drunk. And then when they're out cold, you can slip in there with some Valium and OD them all. You can take their bodies, preserve them. And then use them as a functional, perfect, it's not a replica, it is a genuine body. You can bring it to a certain site, and then you can simulate a crash or an artillery strike, and their bodies are the same. And you can use the same clothes, and you can use the same delivery sea vehicle to make it look like it genuinely was these people. Well, you just killed eight innocent men. Okay, but if you didn't, and you let these powers grow closer and closer, and we go to war with them you're still going to end up killing eight innocent men who get drafted in the army plus another 8,000 best case scenario. So there's often not a zero impact scenario. It's oh, right? certainly not. Certainly not. And, 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 you know, the, the decision makers past and present, I mean, that's, that's the conflict, you know, they're skewered on this uh, conflict constantly where they have to make a choice. Um, you know, so-and-so is going to die or not. Now, these days, our decision makers are skewered on, well, if I do X, I'm going to lose some votes. 
<laughs> which is really not quite really, you know, that's not the example of leadership we're looking for. But, um, you know, it's not like I had to wrestle with, you know, a plot line. Uh, and frankly, um, the device that you're speaking of using a dead body uh, to, to play, you know, so it, it essentially places the blame on someone else other than the United States. That's the general idea. But, you know, th this was done in, in Vietnam. Mm -hmm. uh, the little tiny tricks like um, they would take an, uh, you know, a, 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 an airplane, fly it over the border north into North Vietnam and jump out uh, uh, bundles of ice under parachute so that you know, a, a U.S.-made parachute would be found in North Vietnam somewhere and get them all excited. Oh, my God, the Americans have invaded. You know, these deception tricks have been done uh, or, or something like them. So I'm not really, uh, I mean, mine is a little bit of a twist. I guess it's, it's somewhat um, uh, original. But uh, I, again, from the tutorial point of view, for those that haven't uh, participated in these kind of operations, um, uh, you know, there, there's kind of a instruction manual there being being thrown about where uh, that that is the nature of unconventional warfare, and and it's based on deception, and and, and you know, at the same time, you know, it's amusing, it's 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 entertaining. Yeah. Um, you know. So again, it's uh, you know another tired one is uh, should we or should we have not abused the atomic bomb? And it, people, I think, mistakenly tend to break it down into two scenarios: we use the atomic bomb on mainland Japan and prevent a U.S. mainland invasion which would have killed untold numbers of U.S. and untold numbers of Japanese. Yeah, so it's the A-bomb or that. But there's a third, much more plausible option. There would have been a mainland invasion, killing untold numbers of both, and then finally the public would have gone, fuck this, use it. And then we still would have used the A-bomb. So now you have an A-bomb plus mainland invasion. Unfortunately, it's a shit scenario. You don't have one where nothing happens. So you use the one that ends. That's what Truman, that's what Truman wrote, I believe, in his journal. He said, if I don't use this weapon. No, that's what I think Leslie Grove said to him. He said, if you don't use this weapon, start preparing your impeachment speech for when the American people found out you didn't use it. And, and, and you know, when he did, 15 years later, whatever, there was a whole anti-war kind of movement based on how horrible that, you know, Part of being a leader is, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Yeah. Um, and you've got to make the best decision you can. Bait. But how, you know, how many, how many people questioned his, his assertion that if I don't do this, uh, you know, and then we have to invade all the islands, you know, based on Iwo Jima. And I, I don't know the numbers, you know, but yeah, you, we we lost a hundred thousand people on just Eojima alone, right? Yeah. Whatever, um, and then you extrapolate that further as you go towards. I mean, that was the. I mean, there was no other information. Yeah, I mean, it's not conjecture, but I mean, this is what they had, and they made some 
assessments based on that. And then, you know, the calculus, as you, as you say, came out that, you know, we dropping the bomb on Hiroshima is for America, the best thing to do, it will save lives. And my, my point is only that, uh, you know, there's still an entire movement uh, where people question that and, 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 you know, say very derogatory things to Truman, yada, yada, yada. But, um, you know, the guy made the decisions he made based on what he knew at that time, not what he, he found out 10 years later. He, you know, at that point in time, he had to make a decision. He did. And well, first of all, my dad's dad was 18 and staging in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. He was going to be used as cannon fodder. My mm -hmm. little brother is fucking brilliant. He had to write a paper in college, and it was, and it was like a defend or oppose like the bombing of Hiroshima, or whatever. And uh, he uh, he said, you know, he kind of used the argument how he should uh, how he should defend it, and he goes, but on the other hand, it would be kind of great if we didn't use it because then my grandfather would have been ground up on the beaches, and I wouldn't have to write this fucking paper. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's a perspective. Yeah, you, you you can even bring it even a little a little closer um, <laughs> in time. Um, yeah. I, I was asked to, you know, all we all were uh, as an officer. I was asked to write a paper, and if you recall, all the way back to like two thousand seven, two thousand and eight, the thing in the media was all about um, torture. You know, the United mm -hmm. States using torture, yada yada yada, and there was. You know, it was every movie they made a reference to it, and you know, whatever. We were we were just flummoxed with this idea that enhanced interrogation was absolutely torture, and oh, what a moral quandary! So, you know, we we were all asked, "Well, do you think it's justifiable?" I took a particular stance uh, that probably was not particularly popular, and I won't really get into it, but um, that was the the thing of the day. You know, oh my God, this enhanced uh, interrogation techniques. It, you know, oh my God, we're torturing people. But you know, bringing it in, I mean, it, it's very similar to that decision point. Um, uh, uh, you know, generally the the general idea was okay. You've got uh, oh God, I used to remember KML. I guess. Anyway, the number one planner that it was actually Pakistani that we snatched out of Pakistan, um, brain fart. But, uh, you know, are we going to squeeze this guy's head, you know, to get some information out of him? And it turns out, you know, after the fact, after all the uh, polit political expediency about the issue was, was you know, wrung out, uh, it turns out there were only three people in the entire however many years that they used, quote, you know, waterboarding against. Mm -hmm. uh, and this guy was one of them. And he did indeed give up actual, you know, the, the turn of the, you know, term that was used, actionable, actionable intelligence, yada, yada, yada. Um, that did, quote, save American lives. You know, but it, it's the same thing, you know, the, all this hand-wringing over Truman doing what he did in Hiroshima. You're you, you revisited with that very difficult decision. Do we, the United States, you know, conduct these, these just despicable acts of, of, of doing, doing waterboarding, as an example? 
so I mean, that, I guess that's the, uh, the um, uh, you know, even my books, there will be without a doubt people that um, read them and, you know, go into this moral, qua moral quandary kind of musing uh, and, 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 you know, oh my God, justify what you're saying here, Bennett, you know, what's, what's wrong with you, you crazy person. Um, yeah. and, you know, and that, that is, that is valid and, and, and everyone can do that and it's great, but, you know, we, we will revisit this kind of subject every 20, 30 years, probably. Yeah. Just, it's just the way the world kind of works. Yeah. There are very nasty people out there that, uh, don't abide by any laws and what are you going to do how are you going to stop them you know that's that there you and there you have it that's kind of one of the basis of the books again you know i i state that in my mind you know uh china is waging economic imperialism uh and we're losing we're we the united states are losing badly and how are we going to reverse that and i and i say that you know, again, just economic stuff. Um, so you had a choice of going from one state to the next state based on your, 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 you know, prospects, right? Your work prospects and, and everyone does that sort of thing. Eventually we're, we're going to get to the point 10, 20 years from now where you're going to have the, you're going to have to make a decision. Uh, your prospects are in China yeah, for work. You know, you're gonna have to pack your shit and and leave this country and go there because that's where the work is. Yeah. Right. So it's okay. You know, people want to you know question my motives and and my sanity perhaps and the the, the, the you know the thing uh, the the actions that I'm taking to 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 not make that um, happen. Uh, that's that's kind of the 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 mindset that I'm I'm applying when I when I'm writing these damn things. Yeah. And Mike, I gotta go pee, man. Uh, Here we go again with the peeing. Do you every episode I do, and <laughs> if you think you're gonna get special treatment, you're sorely mistaken, sir. <laughs> Tell everybody where to find the book. Okay, so he he leaves me hanging. Um, what I would like folks to do the the easiest thing the the one focal point. Uh, to get, you know, find the books if you were to purchase. I, I do have a website now. I just started this damn thing. Uh, one word, author, A-U-T-H-O-R, author, Mike Bennett.com. And I'll ask Tommy to put that in the link below if he hasn't. Um, so, you know, that is my website and I'm just starting this thing. So don't laugh at me. Um, so you can go there you know, one shot, one kill, bam. And, and there's a couple different means to get the books. You know, one is direct to me. You get a signed book, a, a set of books, all six, uh, with a, with a you know, really cool special forces cigar. Um, and then there's a link that will take you to Kobo, which is, you know, if you just want digital books, you can go through Kobo and get the digital books. Uh, and then the third way is it's through Amazon. Uh, same thing, but you have digital Kindle, which a lot of people have for a format. You know, they've got the Kindle readers. You can get the Kindle format or the paperback books uh, through the Amazon. But, but, but my, my website will bring you to all those ways. And you just 
you know, walk through um, in, you know, the purchase process for each. And, and I guess the other thing, while you're there, um, take a look at the blogs. There's a blog portion. I'm just starting to write just, just general crap. Um, I, I'm actually going to Whistler to, to ski for the winter and I'm taking my Airstream, dragging it across country, and I'm gonna be, you know, living in my Airstream, you know, on the top of a mountain sort of thing. Uh, so while I'm there, I'll be writing probably little, uh, little stories about my my adventures, snowboarding or cross country skiing or snowshoeing. Or I am gonna do a biathlon. They, they have a, if if you don't know, Whistler is is in Canada, and it's it's uh, it was chosen as an Olympic site uh so all that stuff that they built the olympics like the biathlon range is still there mm -hmm. and then you as a civilian you can go uh you know pay money of course right and go do a biathlon thing you know so i'll be doing that i'll, I'll probably write you know take pictures write um my my adventures and all that will be on the blog stuff on my and i told everyone if, if you don't have the link uh, in the bottom of the, of the, uh, you know, the link where you find links, put the author, mikebennett.com. That's my website. Um, that way people can, uh, you know, get to the books and then get to the blog type stuff. And, and I also put your reviews there. It, it, I don't know if you've seen it. I take, you know, I, the, I take the code from rumble and I paste it into the page and it does magic stuff, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So your your you know I'm calling these book reviews they're a little more expensive than that I guess but these are really uh, these are those really long reviews they're like nine paragraphs they don't want to read them all that's what these episodes are they're hour and a half to two hour long expansive meandering cool because we talk about you know the books relate to real world yeah. Stuff. I also um, can't stay on topic. If some if when podcast guests ask me though, can we stick to one topic? I'm like, dude, just let's just not do the podcast because that is that is ripping my soul out to say that we can't jump all around. To me, it is that is pulling the spark out of it. That is dousing water on a fire. It's well in this in this particular case, you and I are both kind of meandering on just things that surround us or observations, you know, in, in this particular case, most of the time they relate to topics in the book or you yeah. know, topicality of the book yeah. of, of that episode. Um, and all I was really trying to at some point extract from you is, did you like the book? You know, of course, of course I did. Special activities division waived on acknowledged special access programs. The hell's not to love. Um, you'd be surprised some some people don't like that stuff they they i don't know they want warm true. fluffy bunny rabbits and yeah and and uh you know my books clearly are you know espionage kind of mm -hmm. oriented stuff mm -hmm. so hopefully listeners will say hey that's that's my cup of tea i'm gonna go to that guy's website um you have to you have to wonder you know is there a scenario where uh, a covert action could have prevented the Russian invasion of Ukraine or uh, yeah. the Chinese, you know, release of COVID-19? And let's just hypothetically say there was. 
there's something where say a covert false flag that resulted in a hundred dead people in Wuhan, but it prevented COVID-19. Before COVID-19, you'd say that's abhorrent. And it is, it's a hundred innocent people. But now let's fast forward two and a half, three years. There's 5 million people dead globally. It's wrecked the economy. There's existing and mounting uh, vaccine injury side effects. Was it more evil to not do something? You know, the unfortunate thing on that is we currently, and it's quite possible we, we never will be fully informed. You know, there's been a great blockage of of any attempt to kind of pursue that investigation. I uh, we know that much. Two weeks right? ago, what episode was it? About two weeks ago. I had on Dr. Ken Alabek, who I've interviewed about eight times before. He was the first head of Biopreparat, the Soviet Union bioweapons program. He defected the United States in 1992. They were putting Ebola in the nose cones of uh, of uh, SS-18 ICBMs. Insane shit. I had him on, and he said definitively, it is most probable that COVID-19 was developed in a lab. Was it released mm-hmm. intentional? He doesn't know. But there's a guy right there. The, Who kind of knows. Right? Is the guy. <laughs> is the guy. Right. And, you know, because it's not a fair universe. But, but I mean, so, so I mean, there, 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 there's a little snippet of fact right there that we, you know, you, you can accept or not, whatever. The point being, um, you, know, you know, that old hindsight is 2020. And, and it could be. Um, you know, with declassifications and whatnot, say 25 years from now, you're going to roll back this thing and say, yeah, we did know. When I say we, I mean, you know, the World Economic Forum, I mean, a very large swath of governments involved, blah, 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 blah. And, you know, and again, like we just said 10 minutes ago, invariably, you're going to get the the people that come out of the woodwork and and you know the questions of the morality of dropping the bomb in Hiroshima or the questions of the morality on enhanced interrogation techniques, you know during the GWAT, uh, you know invariably there's going to be people who come out and they're doing all this stuff and there'll be a whole lot of noise. Uh, yeah, good question. You know, you know, it, but. You know, again, my books are kind of centered on the the idea of covert stuff remaining so. It's not a public thing. It's not a public victory that you crow about. Yeah. It just is done, and you know, there's there's no discussion. It's, life goes on, and people are not aware that X Y Z was done. You know, perfect world done well. Yeah. Um. So, given what you're saying, you know could X be done to prevent Y, you know, in a theoretical, absolutely. Yes. I'm, I'm an absolute proponent and advocate for that. Uh, and, 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 and then the extension of it again, if it's done right, there's no ticker tape parade, motherfucker. Yeah. There's, 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 there's no credit. Yeah. Everyone is far better off not knowing what you did, how you did it, why you did it just just move along yeah perfect world yeah it's never declassified it's 
that's a different level. I mean, truly like born black is Annie Jacobson. The author says a born black operation. It's never declassified. It's we're, not, they we're, wait we're just not you're very dead. good at that. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, those are hard to do. So, yeah. I mean, which then makes you start to wonder was COVID-19. Was that the covert operation? Did 5 million deaths prevent, Five billion. Was yeah, there you know, some meaning see, so behind this, that? This is the sort of thing that, again, I'm I'm questioning. Not you, not your statistics, but say five million. What, well, whatever it is, you know, we are attributing five million deaths to sure, five hundred thousand, fifty thousand, whatever it is, whatever the number. Well, and, and you know, in one year, at least one year, yeah, flu, a notorious killer. You know, yeah, disappeared. Notorious yearly killer. Uh, Bitch. Kind of disappeared. So, so I mean, this is one of these conspiracy things that's just going to go on for a yeah. very, very long time. Um, you're preaching to the choir. This is why I got yes, banned on YouTube. <laughs> you're preaching to the choir. I, I get it. I'm taking their numbers. They're saying five million, so I'll call it five million. It's a placeholder. Whatever it is. Okay. So, so what you just said, you know, banned, shadow banned, banned, censored from YouTube. In, in a very specific period of time, mm-hmm. you know, by whom mm-hmm. and why, mm-hmm. uh, again, these things are, 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 we as Americans should be very, very concerned, yeah. very concerned about, yeah. you know, th- this is not, you know, the freedom uh, of speech is an example that, that we uh, believe we were taught. Um, telling you, you know, we are just, we're, we're just, we're on thin ice. You know, we really are, and, and I really hope uh, folks become very aware um, and, and, and help do something, you know, again, move move that ball forward. It's Unlike uh, the Patriots yesterday, right? They weren't really good at moving the ball forward. At I didn't watch it. They, did they get their asses kicked? Well, they didn't really. They, they lost. Um, they, they, they had opportunities that they, you know. Did, they, they, did UGA they, win? Did Georgia win? I don't, I, don't, I don't pay attention. I went to the University of Georgia. Yeah. I'm so oblivious. I didn't know they were in the championship. I was literally about 10 feet that way. I was on the toilet, just scrolling through, like, Instagram, whenever it was, January, February. And mm-hmm. I saw my friends, like, they're tweeting about it. And I was like, oh, did is Georgia? And, like, I know that much. They hadn't won in forever. And I was like, oh, did they win? And then I was like, oh, they're going to it. And then I realized, like, oh, they're in it. And then I went and looked it up online and it was literally there were 60 seconds left. And I was like, I didn't know they were in it. So I watched the last 60 seconds and like a true fair weather Georgia fan. I was like, fuck yeah. And then just went about my day. Like, yeah, I, 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 I get a, I get an even worse story. I was skiing when the Patriots were playing against Atlanta. Speaking of Georgia. Oh yeah. And you know, I'm watching it in the bar at, at, at this ski place and they're just getting their ass handed to them. You know, the first half. Yeah, 28. And I'm like the only dude in there rooting for New England. You know, and everyone just giving me shit. And I was so disgusted that I left. And I went back up to my room. Next thing I know, my brother is texting me. And, you know, he says, you got to be watching this. You're not watching this. What the fuck is wrong with you? So, Uh, I I remember watching... The 01 or technically 02 
I remember watching that. I remember watching Vinatieri. Mm-hmm. And then I remember watching the next two wins, Vinatieri again, right? That's yep. when I it was fifth grade, seventh grade, and eighth grade. Um, then uh, I lived in, it's actually when I lived in New England, my junior year of high school, because my dad's job, that they went undefeated. And then I watched the whole thing and just watched them you know, it was it was the it was karma. It was getting to watch the Red Sox come back from mm-hmm. being three down, and then bulldoze and the Yankees and the Cardinals, mm-hmm. and then it was just the inverse seeing seeing the fucking Giants beat them, and then again in college. So, so finally, it was a uh, I was living with my parents between like 2016 and early 2021. Just after my brother died and moved home, life was upside down, whatever. And I was watching the. I was watching the Patriots get their ass handed to them by the Seahawks. And I just, I remember thinking like, I'm bad luck. So I just, so I went upstairs and I heard my parents cheering and I, I, I turned off, I put my phone on airplane mode and I just played video games. I didn't even want to look at the score. And I was like, it's good luck if I don't watch it. And they're cheering and they're cheering. And then eventually they, right. They get the fucking, the Butler interception right on the one yard line. Yeah. So they're playing against Atlanta, right? And all of my friends from middle middle school, high school, and college are in Atlanta. And I don't give a shit. But they're all texting me like, sure, oh, Paige yeah. is going to get there. I'm like, dude, I don't, no one cares less about this, but I'll, whatever, I'll play along. And I was watching it, and I was just watching them get their asses kicked. And I was like, as much as I say I don't care about sports, there is something deep in me about New England that if I start watching, I do start to care. There is something that starts to boil up where it's just like the collective cries of a hundred million people over the last century. And I like, I do see it. And I was like, I can't watch this. And I remember I went upstairs and I could just hear like my parents like yelling, getting louder and louder. And I was like, I can't watch it. I can't watch it. I can't watch it. And then they won. And that was the last, that was the last time I paid remote attention. So I found that I do better by not paying (laughs) the Red Sox. I I actually, um, you know, because it's, it, it's just up in the air, you know, professional, it's, it's almost better for me to, to, to watch the, the YouTube thing after the fact, just watch the highlights and go, okay, there, okay. I got it. Got it. Drama. Yep. Blah, blah, blah. I like to know. I like to know the score after I like, I can, I like to watch it without having a heart attack. Right. If that's, that was different. Um, yeah. It was weird though with the Red Sox. I do remember staying up and like watching game four and game five my dad was at game four with my older brother when ortiz hit the the walk off mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. for everybody listening who doesn't give a shit we'll we'll pivot back to false flags don't worry um so yeah there, there's no there's no analogy here between there's not there's not there's nothing people are like <laughs> we're just talking are, about people are like uh, where's Jem? how are they gonna wrap this up in a bow it's not common folks you, you got duped you got psyoped there's nothing here sorry yeah, and while you're but, but, but the the short story is people from New England are fairly passionate about the Sox. Some would and, say unhinged. Yeah, yeah that, that probably. Some would go say. to a game. So yeah, um, I've gone to Fenway once. I was thirteen, I think, and I saw the Red Sox beat the Yankees. Oh, that's nineteen to one. That's on top. It was about. great. It was great. There was a there was an in the park home run. It was great. It was fantastic. Uh, yeah, there, there, I mean, you can literally. Sorry if you're from New York and you're a fan of New York anything. You probably won't buy my books just to spite me, um, because New Englanders take great revel in <laughs> beating the, particularly the Yankees. Maybe not. Maybe not like the New York Rangers 
yeah, you know, any, not really the any other teams, it, but the Yankees. Man, that, that you talk about, you talk about rivalries between. <laughs> you, you ever, you, you ever have that friend? Ever had that friend in like college or something where it was like it didn't matter if you went to a frat party, a dorm party, a bar party, a redneck party. You always had one friend who would end up getting into a fight. And that person would be like, man, dude, everyone's assholes. And by the end of the semester, it's like everywhere we go with you, we get into a fight. <laughs> you got to start wondering, like, when the huge rivalries, it's like, you know, it's like New England Giants, Red Sox Yankees, yeah. Bruins Maple Leafs, Celtics LA. Maybe we're the problem. <laughs> well, we're yeah. Problem. I mean, <laughs> if you huge rivalries are <laughs> just the way, uh, you know, as an example, not not a Lakers thing per se, but uh, you know when Kyrie Irving came back from from Brooklyn Nets to play in Boston in the Garden, I mean they treated him so badly. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. I mean the the Boston fans are are insane. Uh, there's really no doubt about that. You know, no what? doubt. Maybe much like a, a Hail Mary, Mary, maybe we could save this. You take that same passion, maybe that's where you see the justification for a warlock. I don't know. You see that's a, someone that's, a that, good, that's as good a transition as we're going to get. It's, it's, it's as good as we're going to get. I'm yeah. normally kind of good at those. That was, I'll take it. That was a, yeah. that was that's B, cool. That was a BT. Well, well I, I'll give you a, a different um, thing. Sure. I'm talking about my, my website, and I just started this thing. Um, uh, although no longer, but I, I did grow up a significant part of my life in Maine. And I'm very passionate about the state of Maine in, in, in kind of a, in my own mind, okay? Because what's going on in the state of Maine, say on the political spectrum, is not really in my world. I, I, I kind of push that to the side. So I just focus on the really nice things. Um, and, and, and every not every, but quite a few of the books you will find. I write about a character that comes from Maine or, or you know, a, a specific thing that happens in Maine. And I, and I, and I write it with, a, I'll say it, with some fucking eloquence, you know, because um, I can. Um, but uh, I do write it with some passion because uh, I am quite passionate about the good things of the state of Maine. And I try to capture that in some of the writing itself, you know, the prose uh, in, in, in the books. Um, so I, so, so I, so I am very uh, passionate about many of the things that I write about it. And again, you know, it should be apparent eventually when you get to the series that I'm not quite satisfied with the position the United States is in, in the world. And and, uh, and and I believe that is because we are not taking our, our ourselves very seriously, and we're pursuing matters that are that are that are just uh, completely in, inconsequential, uh, you know, pronouns that sort of thing. Um, uh, and I'm very passionate that I, that I would like to see uh, us get back to where we were, so that that I could look at the next couple generations with some, some assurance uh, that they will be as prosperous as perhaps I have been in my lifetime. 
And, and that's the sort of thing we want to pass down to the next generation. And, and that comes from education. Uh, so, you know, you know, maybe I will be educating some people that read my books. Uh, you have to think kind of abstractly when you're reading them. I mean, they're very linear in some regards, but, but, you know, I, I do, uh, encourage people to kind of think of like outside, you know, where am I going with all this crap? Um, so, so there is some passion there and, and I've been writing about my latest blog on the website I mentioned earlier, um, is about Maine and it also ties into a character. Um, pretty sure. Yeah. You read them. Uh, the second book in the, so the two books you've read in sequence, Brigadier General Ron Clark, uh, I regale you the story on this little blog. The short story is there was uh, uh, two officers that I knew, both in special mission units. You know, one was Delta. Uh, and, and one gentleman is from Maine. I won't say his first name, but his last name is Russell. And then the other character, uh, 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 it, it went to the Citadel, whatever. And I, and I, and I clumped those two guys' names together and I came up with, with Ron Clark. Right. Um, uh, so I, I kind of write about that. I write about Maine and, you know, how that influenced me in approaching these books. So, you know, I think it's important that if you go into an endeavor, like writing books or you write a series, there's some passion, you know, and it, it's, it's the passion really is looking forward to, to, to the following generations to, you know, what are we going to do? We've got to do something now. And oh, by the way, things are so goddamn bad now that we have to do something drastic. And as you can see in the plots, you know, the things that the warlock is doing are pretty drastic a lot of risk if we ever get caught, if we get caught, right? And of course it's fiction, so we don't get caught, but that's beside the point. I think I'm clever enough in the formulation of these things that it is certainly possible that we would not get caught because there's so much thought that goes into the cover yeah. and yada, yada, yada. But, uh, you know, it is about passion. It is about what's happening now what are we going to do about it so that the next generations can 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 uh, uh move ahead you know in a better fashion than we are so you go into it more explicitly in terms of explicit i mean like it it's like an actual sentence in the book is that the warlock is uh in my own words the warlock it is kind of like a Right, we always talk about how China looks at things in 10, 20 year and 30 year issues and mm -hmm. we look at things in two year election cycles and that is their strength and the warlock is kind of our own has that Chinese aspect. But that's that's not what I was gonna say. Is you talk about that the sentence in the book is like the warlock is like strictly involved with like international issues and not domestic issues. Right. But it's kind of getting to the point where the domestic issues are, and it's not strictly that it's international domestic, like the NSA and the CIA are in theory not supposed to operate. It's more so, at least the way I interpret it, as the warlock is supposed to stick to the huge decade-long chess moves and not pry at little things. And so it's not so much that it's international and domestic so much as that's what are the biggest threatening things. And I think right now, 
we are at a point where the biggest threat is becoming domestic, not just yep. from an uprising faction, not because there's a new block of voters. But I, it it seems on paper, and I'd say this as an openly conservative guy, so clearly I have my biases. It seems like very much so this current administration is tactically and brilliantly uh, diminishing the power of the United States through our strategic oil reserves, the value of the dollar, through uh, the wokeification of the military, to our conduct abroad and driving business away and capitulating to China and not applying the same ESG bullshit values to India and China that we are to ourselves. Is it incompetence or is it a malicious actor? You know, you're ruining well, the, 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 <laughs> You know, there, there's evidence that could support what you're saying uh, if people are willing to pay attention. Now, and, is that yeah. something the warlock would, ad- would address? Someone that has access to so, hyperclassified so intel? There, there is, uh, so I might have introduced it, I forget, in this third book, Baltic Chain. I do recall in the next one, if you go down that road, Boomslang Gambit, I very specifically outlined the... Um, uh, the warlock is tempted. He's he's looking around. He's seeing what's going on here domestically, and he's very tempted that he can, that he's going to act. And he wrestles with that. I mean, it's just a couple little sentences here and there, right? You got to be paying attention when you read these things. But he's wrestling with that, and he does just kind of flat out. He's musing in his own mind, sort of thing understand the the relationship between what happens domestically you know in the united states as it relates to government doing stuff and what happens foreign or or, you know foreign outside of the united states it's it's fucking interrelated it's very interrelated so yeah eh, it's kind of a weakness of the series that i'm going out i'm doing all this high-speed shit outside but our own house is not in order not and it really to to be realistic it would be very difficult to pursue these other things with our house in disarray as it is today it really is and i understand that and that's a limitation but um the 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 warlock's mandate is outside and he honors that right he honors but you'll see it in the fourth book, you'll see it mentioned again in the fifth book. And, and I think you saw it in Brian. And it is just there. It's there just nibbling in the back of his mind that, you know, should he do something? I think if you want to fully realize the warlock, he has to. Because the warlock is supposed to be the asshole surgeon where nothing is off the table. The idea that the warlock looks at something like, I'm not supposed to act internally. The warlock, by definition, doesn't fucking listen to anyone else. He he moves the pieces. The fact that he's gonna, the fact that he's willing to do, you know, Machiavelli and false flags around the world, justifying it because otherwise a lot more people would die. But all of a sudden, he has no balls when it comes to domestic issues, and he's just gonna let, you know, the land of the free just smolder and burn because. 
I don't want to touch that. That so I so I have weakness. revealed in other places, but um, you know the a series of any any series of books. Um, there comes a point, you know, the jump the shark, right? Jump the shark term coming from the Happy Days show in the seventies, um, where you just can go too far with the continuance of a twenty-seven year, you know, you know, other than the Simpsons, but any other show, I mean, it comes to a point where you kind of reach the end of the line and then you're just making shit up. Um, and, and it becomes irritating to the, to the audience because it's obvious. But I had a kind of a, my own mandate. I said, okay, it's not that I, it's in, in my mind, it's not that I have conceived the idea of Turkey, Iran, Russia, China being an alliance. I mean, these, there's things out there that have occurred over the last decade or so that have led me to that conclusion. And I'm just kind of capturing them, you know, little bits at a time in the books, you know, so I've made that assertion based on observation and I've substantiated as, as much as I can in the books. But it, you know, that is, and that is not the only, you know, you've got the peripheral guys like Venezuela and now Colombia. I mean, there's all kinds of other little North Korea. There's other little, you know, ankle biters. But I, I've just chosen that core, disrupt that alliance, and then then you made some progress. So when I say the the warlock is done, it's that storyline. The storyline took six books to get to, you know, Turkey, Iran, China, uh, Russia being diminished as an alliance, as a functioning alliance. And, and you've read Brian, a war. If you've done all this shit that I've done, you'll read the other two books, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. If that can't put them to bed, uh, I don't know what, you know, short of, you know, Hiroshima, right? So um, that is, you know, that is the, 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 the limitation that I put on myself in, in, in form, saying this is the end of the series. Sure. Of, of that, four country alliance sure ah well now we start thinking domestically yeah no and i get i get that i mean (laughs) and there is the yeah there is the you have to kind of think like outside of it it's like it is like don't forget it like it is a story it is a series of books right you know it's you know you can't always apply a thousand percent real world logic to it it's it is it is a series of books right the simpsons is like they've, they've raped it they've killed it right it's like south park but then again you look at south park and it's like right they're still spitting fire they're still pit- managing to piss off every group of people on the planet and i respect that <laughs> like well so- i mean but with every year there's 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 more fodder i mean there's there's more shit oh we've got a whole new storyline this year because of well, you know, well that that kind of plays into what i'm saying the idea that you know if x y and z if these six books can't put this alliance to rest then i don't know what will to me that that's not how the warlock would think because I'm 32 and I have grown out of the idea that I will reach a point where I get rid of my depression, anxiety, fatigue, and worries about the world. I've now accepted that I'm going to live my life till I'm 80 and one problem after another, I'm going to get rid of, but it will always be there. Right. That what's the quote. Excellence is a habit. It's excellence is what we do every day. Therefore it's a habit and not like one act. I never stop going to the gym. I never stop eating healthy because if you ever hit a point where you're like, I have abs now, that's when you start to fail. So if I'm 32 
and have realized that the fight literally never ends. It's ongoing. It's a Sisyphusian battle, and there's beauty in that. The warlock should as well. The warlock should know that it never ends. Well, yeah. So, um, for just for the sake of uh, you know a plot line, sure. So that it, 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 you know, therefore, I have to move on to something else Got because it. there will be readers that will just be tired of okay, yeah, you know. The, that 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 villain all this crap you did didn't change you know so yeah. now you have to kind of okay so now what are you going to do and it's just to keep a story fresh yeah uh, more than anything it's um, fast and furious nine like what uh, are they possibly doing aside from drag racing and stealing cars it's the same well see i don't even want to that's exactly what i don't want to get into got it i got mean it. i i my brother was watching those, and I, I I've known of them I've over the years. Them. And I said, never "Man, I'm not going to watch that crap." Never. And then them. I start, you know, I, I started, I, you know, I bought, you know, six or whatever, and I binge watched them. And I said to myself, I said, you know, after the first one, I said, "Okay, let me get this straight. The guy's a cop. He got a little pussy on the side. Okay, fine. That fucked his head up, and now all of a sudden he's becoming a criminal because of the chick. That's the, you know, if you follow, you know, this." story of the fast and furious you know i was kind of thinking at one point you know the cop is going to be the good guy the criminals are the bad guys you know i'm i'm just a linear black and white motherfucker and that's the way i think yeah um and you know next thing you know somehow they're lauded as you know the a a storyline of family is the most important I mean, I, you know, if you look at the very beginning first movie and then somehow you got into this, you know, family is the most beautiful, strong, you know, I'm like, I don't even know how you get there. And then next thing you know, you've got fucking helicopters pulling, <laughs> <laughs> pulling cars in Hawaii or something. And I'm like, I, I don't know. I'm a simple guy. I've never seen any of them. I just don't give a shit. You, you absolutely. You'll just shake your head. Um, and and these are the most successful, uh, you know, cin- cinematic. Releases. Maybe the maybe the warlock looked at Fast and Furious and said, "These are the most successful things. This is what the people want." Maybe he just yeah. went, "Oh, right. the country's shot." <laughs> maybe he just goes, "Fuck it, I'm going to coordinate an attack on New York." I would I would like to think that mine are far far more realistic, uh, in in yeah. in, in in their ambition, uh. Uh, no, than than something like that. I, I hope. So if anyone out there is still listening to us, because we do go on along, you know, we, we hit these tangents. Um, yeah, check these books out. Go out there and buy them. Yeah. You go through my website. You can buy them on Kobu if you don't like Jeff Bezos. You can buy them through Amazon if you already have an account. And, and, and the other thing with Amazon, yes, you can get a paperback. Kobo, Kobo is only a digital type thing um you know but you know obviously there's there's a zillion people that have kindle you know uh, so you can get it there too um but uh, they're they're fun but i'm hoping especially if you've listened to, to us for like two hours on these on these podcasts you can we read- talk all kinds of different shit you could um yeah you know but um you, you probably would like the books, I think. 
I think the final move for the warlock, it does have to be domestic. It has to be like the holiest of holies. It has to be the thing that like he would never t- like that is at least in my mind, who knows, maybe I have in my mind, I have deviated from what the warlock was meant to be, but the warlock does the thing that no one else wants to do, but that everyone right. knows needs to be done. I right. think the war- so, I mean, you, you, you get it. I mean, so, so that's why he's kind of struggling with this, his mandate, which was given to him through Ron, Ronald Reagan mm-hmm. back in the eighties, right. Is a very specific scope. He has a very specific scope and, he, and he's the ones that has preceded him have adhered to that. So I said the last time, the next one, I go back in time and I, and I start hitting things in the eighties and nineties because the stuff that you, that you've been reading is really your 2000 going forward. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so it's, it's, it's the, it's the post nine 11 stuff. Um, with that said, like Brian Warren in particular, we've we've gotten past the GWAT, we've gotten past the 9/11 stuff, and now we're now we're starting to deal with, you know, what the real thing is, and it's China, right? So I mean, we've we've gotten away from the the scripted, you know, er, every veteran out there is, is writing about you know war stories in Iraq and et cetera. Um, so so you've already kind of got that devolution from that, but you know. He's, he, the current warlock, as we know him, is wrestling with this domestic thing. And, you know, I have a charter as mandated by President Reagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what happened in book six? The administration betrays the warlock. Next thing you know, you get this fucking pinhead who's sticking his nose into things. He has, you know, he has no training. He has no, no clue what he's delving into, right? Lansing, Mr. Lansing, the douchebag. Um, so the political administration for which the warlock kind of works is, is screwed him. So, you know, maybe after book six, he's like, well, you know, they broke the faith. Mm-hmm. And now I can understand where the true enemy is yeah so there's a possibility that there's going to be another series that kind of goes down that road i think another kind of cool so i'll uh it's not really the same i made this uh when i was living at home i made a a subreddit before i was eventually ip banned from reddit and i I called it funner history f-u-n-n-e-r knowing full well that's not a word but what I would do is I would just Photoshop like current technology in past wars. So like an F-117 Nighthawk, like, you know, yeah, like I would like, I would shift history. I'd say like, we actually used a JDAM on like the, uh, yeah. the like the Berlin bunker, but right. we played it off as a suicide so that we could keep the F-117 cool. I was just having fun, just fucking around with history. Right. right. And uh, like snipers and like hot air balloons during like the Revolutionary War, just retarded shit. It could be kind of cool. I don't know how far back you could go. And if you'd have to sort of compartmentalize it to be different than like the current warlock. And I think we've talked about this before, but it would be cool to just see the warlock in different eras. Like, but you also don't want to exhaust the idea. The warlock is special. And if you go back through all of American history and there's a warlock, it, it maybe kind of reduces its impact. But it would be cool to maybe see. I think it would have to be. 
post-World War II because it'd have to be going to the brink that you'd create the warlock. Like maybe there was something in Korea or something in Vietnam, you know, like, like USS Liberty or something. Like maybe that was warlock or, yeah, something in Grenada or I don't know what. But you well, definitely well, have to, part, yeah. I think that, part of thing to, to, to make it... um uh not only just palatable i guess but you have to show some success right where x was done and you don't really know who was behind it and you don't really know what it was all about but an actual event in history that occurred that never was really attributed to the united states of america so i did i did do that i did do that if you remember the, I don't know, Muganayu, um, the bad guy that did the Beirut bombing in 1983. Mm-hmm. So he ends up getting schwacked, right? And you, and you, you, when you read the book, you find out, oh, you know, that's who made that happen. That's where that came from. So that was an actual event. That's an actual person who did get bombed right that i mean the 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 event happened and he Mm -hmm. died he was assassinated uh but by whom how does that come about so i mean i i could do what you're saying find uh i'm just there there will be (laughs) the next book an event that occurs in russia that just happened it was a thing um and then you're going to find out the rest of the story as to how that came about yeah so so all i'm getting at is the model i'm looking at is something that actually really happened gotcha you know and you said grenada or you say the falklands or you know something something that really happened and something very specific in it yeah that there's not a this is it's kind of fuzzy there's some you know, you could say that the guy I assassinated, well, was that the Israelis? Well, yeah, yeah. You know, that was certainly the speculation of the time. But the, but the Israelis are smart enough, generally speaking, to keep their mouth shut. Yeah. And, and always keep that option open, whereas we're stupid and we'll say, yeah, we're drone striking the piss out of people along the Pakistan-Afghan border. Yeah. They... Now, everyone fucking knew who yeah. was doing it. But then you have a dumbass in that administration that says, "Hey, I got a great idea. Let's take let's take uh, let's take credit for that, right?" <laughs> and, and, and thus endeth the lesson for this is how not to do covert war. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, I've been itching my back. I've got a mosquito bite between my shoulder blades, uh, so I look like an idiot trying to put my arm behind my back. Um, you know, I don't know. This would be a real exercise of your your writing skills, and I guess mental stretching, gymnastics. yeah, gymnastics. Yeah. Somehow to justify like the twenty twenty election. Somehow, like in my opinion, it it was stolen. The counting stopped in the middle of the night. Just my opinion. I have no evidence. So if anybody's frothing at the mouth, whatever. It's just my opinion something absurd that would have actually been the warlock 
and somehow it turns out for the better. But that would be kind of hard because I think in your heart of hearts, like me, you believe not everything is is rosy at home. So to write about the warlock causing this would have to actually be some weird sort of mental gymnastics to say why woke government is good. And I don't think it is. So maybe that's a bad idea, actually. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, well, I, 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 I put up the idea and shot it down and <laughs> But, but but I mean you know a writer will do that you'll 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 go through ideas and whatever and 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 you know war game is what they they call it in the military you war game things and then you discard them you, after you really kind of look at it you say well, you that didn't it make out sense. and you go you know, oh, wait, what are we throw doing that away but that's that's a good process people people literally do do that they they do absolutely yeah. oh, so so you, you know. Uh, interesting to know where you if you if you picked up you did read the second book um so the wind towers fall you, you get into this and you're kind of introduced to the character called obelisk right and uh he's a software engineer you know nsa software engineer and he's he, he's and turns out to be a really smart guy blah 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 whatever but in his uh early when you're introduced to him it turns out while he was working at NSA, um, uh, he was involved in a in a project, and you know, blah blah blah. He even made it simple for someone else to follow with a block diagram. And there's a picture of this software system description sort of thing. Uh, blah 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 blah. And then he, he says, "Ah, this this really was child's play. He had already done this on what the world knew already as Stuxnet. Mm-hmm. He was brighter than most, and he knew it. No matter." On to the next project. This sounds interesting. Cracking the Dominion ESNS DS200 voting machine. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'm kind of hoping that some people kind of pick up on that. I say, what is this Dominion voting machine he's talking about? Um, you know, and it kind of puts him in a bad light, if you will. Uh, but, you know, the guy's just a dude and he was tasked by someone in NSA to do this software to uh, hack into a Dominion voting machine. I take that for what you will. I've openly said it before, and I will defend it again. I genuinely hope there is a warlock who will take the gloves off. It's You don't have to like America. It has many flaws. It has many sins. No, 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 you, you do. I mean, no, no, to, to, just, really ju- to justify this guy. No, no, no. What I'm saying is anyone listening. Yeah. This is my pitch is you don't have to like it. The fact that you live here and you haven't fled to some other country is proof. It is the best place in the world. And it, for all of its flaws, it deserves to be defended. There is nowhere else to run. And you may not like what has to be done to defend it. But the alternative is the world being run by Russia or China or Iran. And those are far worse. It doesn't mean that Captain America, we're going to get everybody off. It doesn't mean that it's the rosy option. It means it's the rosy-er option by a long shot. I do hope there's a warlock. I do hope there is someone with the balls. And I've said it before, what's kind of badass about the warlock is I don't think the warlock would ask. I don't think the warlock asks. Oh, there is none. Yeah, that's that's the that the is. whole thing is that he is he goes on his own course. He charts his 
and, and, and what gives him the guiding light? What's his North Star? What is his guiding? It is, I'm going to do what's right. And he, as you have just said, because he has faith that the United States still is the best option. And you do have 7 billion lives in the balance. I think what would be cool, and then we got to wrap it up. I have two guests yeah. waiting in the waiting room. Um, I was going to say the warlock wouldn't ask permission, but in a way there is some and that it was given a mandate by Reagan. Another fascinating origin would be sort of the warlock created itself. There's just someone that didn't wait for someone to give it the mandate. That just, well, I, I've already, I've already written it in stone. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, no, it, no, it does have an origin. So, yeah, no, I, mean, no, I was just saying that. that. I was just saying that. Well, then maybe you could do a hybrid. It would be the warlock mandating himself to be able to work domestically. Seems like that'd be a warlock. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm getting at. I mean, we, we've gone down this other course, and now yeah. all of a sudden you're like, you know, yeah. If if you can believe that what he did, say specifically in Brian War, or what he did in the Baltic Chain, is acceptable, that is permissible, and it was necessary. Um, you shouldn't. You certainly shouldn't have any quandary with extending that logic and saying, well, you know. <laughs> we got to be thinking in terms of what's going on domestically. So, yeah, yeah. I think that would be a cool thing. Which you have the warlock going, I'm not supposed to work domestically, and then going, what would the what would the warlock really fucking do? Uh, no, I, I don't know anything. I don't know nothing. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. You and I will share a cell at the gulag. Um, <laughs> that's a joke because yeah. I will be. I will go down fighting him, ball flame, but. I got to wrap this one up, guys. Go get the book. If you put it on Kindle and have your iPad or whatever read it to you, it's about a two and a half hour read. Not bad at all. Easily knock it out. Uh, Go do some, go to the gym, go get some groceries. You'll be through it. But by the end of it, it's a great listen. I wouldn't keep having you on if I didn't enjoy them. And we will do books four and five next. Uh, I'll send you a message and we will schedule those. I'll put all of your links in the description as well as the links to the book. And uh, I thoroughly enjoy your writing, man. And I, I and, and if you not. put the link to the the website, I'm trying to message me that on there, so I'll remember. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. I got you. Thank you so much. All right, Mike. Yes, take care. God bless everybody. God bless America.